<laughs> Hi friends, this is Matt, and I am recording this, the fifth episode of the Something From Everything podcast, mid-November 2020. So I don't know when you'll get to listen to it, but if you listen to it now, we are just one and a half weeks past the U.S. election, and I don't know about you, but that <laughs> was a doozy of a week leading up to and then during and even now there's so much up in the air um, and this post is about that but it was not at all the post I intended to write the the post I intended to write has not come out yet and may not come out uh, this one just kind of slid in through the side door and it was a much lighter post than what I was trying to write um, a much more grace-filled post and this is what this one is called, A Hidden Grace. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you're well. Here we are. A Hidden Grace. It was dusk, and I had forgotten where I was. Not literally, of course. I was on my way to pick up my son from school, and having passed through the low marshland, I began to traipse up the hill, approaching the back schoolyard. But my mind was elsewhere, distracted. So likely, it was somewhere between the states of Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Because it was November 5th, two days after the U.S. election, and there was a lot in the air. For days, I had been refreshing an electoral map that changed state by state by single-digit percentages, if that in between habitual refreshing of the map and news stories, I endlessly consumed the outrage, disgust, despair, and then fragile hope on display in my social feeds. Closer to home, viral cases had begun to jump exponentially. That morning, a nearby elementary school had registered another outbreak. Collective thoughts were turning more regularly to the heightened regulations and restrictions that would surely be soon coming to us. And in response to both the viral cases and political upheaval and tethered to my phone as I was, I began to engage in online arguments with both acquaintances and strangers. <laughs> Never a good idea. <laughs> but these were tense conversations about the balance between civic responsibilities and freedoms, about disputed numbers and scientific models, and about what constitutes safety and acceptable risk. And all of these anxious thoughts and the effects of Trumpism and anti-establishment skepticism blurred together made the moment even more precarious in my mind. I shivered against the crisp evening air, and habitually I pulled out my phone and refreshed the election map one last time. And then suddenly, a great furor of noise circled around me. I looked around, startled squinting and unable to find the source of the noise. My eyes were temporarily blinded by the glare of my phone's screen as I stared into the near dark. And then it came into view. Against the backdrop of the fading sky, a great mass of red-winged blackbirds moving as a single, coordinated, unpredictable cloud. Slowly my eyes began to identify individual birds circling and weaving between the cattails. It occurred to me how silly it was that the birds had startled me. They were hardly quiet now, 
their chorus of chirps audible amongst the tumult of beating wings. Had they been silent and still as I had descended into their home? Or had I been sleepwalking, so lost in thought that I stumbled into another world without realizing it? The phone slipped back into my pocket, and concerns of U.S. elections and viral cases and online arguments were far from me again. I stood on that hill, held by that moment, still staring and listening and realizing where I was. A few weeks earlier, I had decided to memorize Wendell Berry's poem, The Peace of Wild Things. I was not feeling at all at peace, and it had been featured by the On Being Project and read by Berry himself. The poem is 11 lines long and read slowly in less than a minute. From the moment that Berry first intones his words, when despair for the world grows in me, I knew that the poem was for me and for many of us in that moment. In the poem, Barry conveys a unique peace that nature possesses and can lend us. At night, when he's assaulted by anxious thoughts, the poet leaves his home and lies down in the grass where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. Amongst nature, the poet gains the peace of wild things, but only for a time. For in the end, the poet does not proclaim a final victory over despair or sleepless nights, but only that, for a while, I am held by the grace of the world and am free. And there I was, suddenly free myself, held momentarily by the hidden grace of that moment that I stumbled upon caught up in something that felt so strange and otherworldly, but of course was very much a part of our world, occurring outside of my notice in the twilight of each and every evening. Despite the fact that I no longer go to church, I found myself thinking of the words of Jacob in the book of Genesis. In that old tale, Jacob falls asleep in the wilderness at dark, and in a dream he sees a ladder extending up to heaven, and angels ascending and descending on it. And after he is blessed and reassured by God, he awakes. And Jacob marvels to himself, Surely the Lord was in this place, and I did not realize it. Now this story is more than 3,000 years old, and any story that old is loaded with meaning, importance, and interpretations that others have placed upon it long before it ever reaches our ears. But that story has survived for a reason. Now, you may not believe in God or angels or ladders. I don't know you. <laughs> but this, this was a story of a man finding himself face to face with a much larger reality than he realized. A place that was sacred and alive when he thought it was ordinary and desolate. A story where his world became much bigger and his previous concerns much smaller, and one where he was still blessed and accepted. And as I stood there, stunned and still and free, it felt like my story too. On this, we can agree that there is a whole world that we think of as other, below, above, and outside of our distracted attention. That beyond our notice is a world where red-winged blackbirds or heavenly messengers 
are ascending and descending, where the voice of the divine or a chorus of chirps and beating wings can bless us and remind us that we belong. And that belonging is grace. Sometimes we think of grace as solution to our problems. The things we fret about are suddenly resolved. There is political cooperation and coordination where before there seemed only discord and chaos. A virus's spread and cost is halted by reliable and rapid testing and the distribution of an effective and safe vaccine. An online argument is resolved as each participant thanks the other for bringing a new and thoughtful perspective. But sometimes, and most often, grace comes as the simple dawning awareness that there is a world larger than our concerns. A world that does not need us, but welcomes our observance and participation. The moments where we realize this are sacred to us because they are often hidden below our attention. How often in our forethought of grief do we walk right into and through a world waiting to capture our attention, waiting to lend us a moment's peace, to cast our anxieties far from us, and to cast us in a production far bigger and wilder than ourselves. A hidden grace waiting to hold us and make us free, if only for a little while. Well, friends, that's it. Episode 5 of the Something From Everything podcast, A Hidden Grace. Music towards the end of the post is the song Laburnum by Kai Engel. It's from his album Chapter 4, Fall, and it is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 4.0, and you can find it on freemusicarchive.org. If you like reading better than listening, what what are you doing here? <laughs> You can find written transcripts at somethingfromeverything.com and you can follow Something From Everything podcast at Instagram or search for Something From Everything group on Facebook. I would love to hear your thoughts and comments on the episodes there and I will leave the links to all of that in the show notes. I hope you enjoy this podcast even half as much as I do making it. And if you do, and if you're listening on an Apple device, would you take a moment and review the podcast? It really helps the podcast stand out, and I really appreciate it. And, of course, I appreciate you lending me your ears and allowing me to be part of whatever moment this is for you. So wherever, whenever, and however you hear these words, I hope that it reminds you of the grace of the world that exists waiting for us to behold, wonder at, and experience. I hope that you are well, and I hope that you'll join me next time as we discover something from everything. Take care, friends. And seriously, take a break from all the doom scrolling, he tells himself. <laughs>